Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush podcast. Here is the great news. The preseason is over. We finally come up a little bit short in a preseason game. We lose 27 to 24 against the Los Angeles Chargers and let me tell you this. I'm very excited right now. We got out of the game without any major injuries. There were a couple takeaways. Now, I'm not going to do my traditional <laughs> offense and defensive, you know, complete breakdowns of this because let's be honest, in 2 days, half of the people that play today will no longer be a 49er, which is sad news, but I do want to go ahead and give some attention to some players that increased their value and that maybe lost out on a possible roster spot because We've had a lot of news. You know, we've had Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch both came out and met with the press, talked about some certain issues. We've had a lot of transactions. A couple key players were let go, and that's kind of where we are in some injury updates. So I want to do that. Then I'm going to break down the game now tomorrow, and this is huge. Uh, probably one of my favorite episodes of the entire year where I do my final 53-man projection before the cuts start coming out. And what I'm going to do differently this year, I'm going to put a percentage on every single player, all 90 people on our roster, the percentage uh, that confidence that I have them making the roster from 100% all the way down to 1%. And just a kind of <laughs> a little <laughs> teaser here. My 1% player is it's speed. <laughs> Wilton Spate. He's 1% and that was me being nice. 0% chance. That guy is awful. Anyway, so tomorrow's episode, back-to-back episodes this week and probably going to have 3 in a row just because I'm so stinking excited. Now, cut down day is going to be Saturday. We're losing 37 players, so there's a lot of news and stuff, but be, without further ado, let's jump right into Kyle Shanahan's press conference. We'll lead up to the game today. Or, you know, it's kind of a surprise move. Malcolm Smith gets cut, and, you know, it, everybody's wanted this, one of the horrible signings, and it wasn't so much that it was a bad signing, but he tore his pec, then he had other injuries, and just could not stay healthy. We paid him a whole lot of money, and it just kind of never came to fruition. But he was cut, and we were asked, Kyle Shanahan was asked, why? what made you be okay doing this move now and not on cut day? And they said, we have a lot of confidence in the other guys. He did say it doesn't mean Greenlaw is the starting sandbacker, but I'll tell you this, probably by the bye week at minimum, Greenlaw will be the starting linebacker. They might put somebody else in there. We'll get there. Elijah Lee, man, he, he's been there since the 49ers got here. They brought him in like week one whenever, you know, this new coaching staff. I, I really do think that he is key. It's just he hasn't been healthy. Uh, there have been a lot of injuries on the wide receiver front, and Coach Kyle Shanahan gave a little bit more when talking about Dante Pettis because – he came out and he said, it's not like he's, and these are Kyle Shanahan's words, it's not like he's in jeopardy to not make the team or anything. It's just, 
I'm hardest on the people I believe in, and I think Pettis can be one of the best out there. And there's a reason why, again, you remember, they traded up early into the second round to get this guy. So whenever you trade up for a player, that means a lot. Pettis fits this system perfectly fine, but all those naysayers, oh, Pettis is soft, Pettis is soft, like chill out. Like his game is finesse. That's who he's always been, and it's very, very successful. He does have to step up his mental procedure and his mental approach to the game, but I am still firmly on the Dante Pettis is the wide receiver one of this team, and I do not think that it is close. Jalen Hurd's back issue is a little scary. It's going to be important to pay attention to kind of what they do now, the, the pup list isn't uh, uh, an opportunity. So as we get closer to the cut down date, couple things: if somebody practiced during training camp or preseason, they can't go on the pup. They just can't. We really only have one player left that is a pup list candidate, and that's Garrett Selleck because he was on the pup. Um, inactive list all through training camp and preseason, so he can be put on there. Everybody else can be put on IR, um, injured reserve. However, again, if you get put on IR before the 53-man cut, you can't come back. So Sean Coleman, already on there, he, he can't come back. Like He's done. Tim Harris, the cornerback, cannot come back no matter what. He cannot be designated to return. The only people that can have the designated to return tag, and you can only have two of those in the NFL now. That's a relatively new rule. They have to count against your 53-man roster. Then you put them on IR. Then you pick somebody up off of waivers. And here's something that is extremely important. The waiver wire for this initial cut follows draft order, which means the 49ers have the second waiver claim which is huge. Arizona has one in our division, which sucks, and they have huge O-line needs as well. But uh, I, I'm telling you right now, that first waiver claim, it's probably going to be an offensive tackle. Uh, just throwing that out there, or some type of offensive line. We have huge needs there. Anyway, I digress. Contavious Street you know, battled through his knee all year. He got his knee scoped. He's probably going to be on season ending IR that's we just have so much depth there and we'd be able to keep him for the whole entire year um and Kyle Shanahan even said like they pressed him further when talking about Contavious Street and he said the words season ending IR is most definitely likely figure out <laughs> what that means they haven't decided yet they said they were going to wait but um there's that I, I do think that this increases the likelihood of Demontre Moore making it who is just com- played amazing uh Trent Taylor highly unlikely he um is ready for week one so that that's kind of a bummer um and the worst thing about it is the guy that would step into that role is Jalen Hurd and he's battling an injury as well so if if we do three wide receiver sets right now man you're gonna have Marquise Goodwin and you're gonna have Dante Pettis but that third guy could be Richie James could be Kendrick Bourne if you're in uh close to the goal line uh it could be Debo but again You'd have Debo and Pettis outside. You'd put Marquise Goodwin in the slot, which usually he doesn't do that in the goal line. There's a whole bunch to be desired there. It's going to be interesting, but um, we'll just kind of have to see what's going to happen there. Now, let's jump into the game just real quick and just go through a little bit of the box score slash drive chart and just kind of see what happened because this last game is the least meaningful and I say that it's kind of a shitty thing to say because for a lot of guys this is the last time they're ever going to play football you know I hate the way the NFL handles this I don't know a more practical way to do this but you got to remember like 
people's dreams died today. For a lot of these guys, this is the last time they'll ever put on football pads for the rest of their life. And these guys, you know, we talk about, you know, Wilton Spate, who I, I have as the last place person on the 49ers roster. It doesn't matter. That dude was a legitimate best person, like in his high school, played big time college football. And like, this is going to be it. Uh, he might get by, brought back on a practice squad somewhere, but I hope it's not with us. Um, anyway, CJ comes out. He gets the start. He had a pretty good game. All in all, he goes six for nine. Nice. Um, 58 yards, uh, one touchdown, no sacks, which is huge. He did take some big hits. He stayed in the pocket and was able to move around a lot, which was saying a lot because that offensive line was a rough. Anytime you have Najee Torrin and Joshua Garnett next to each other in pass protection, they were up and down. Uh, Garnett did get a lot of movement in the run game, but definitely had some whiff blocks in there. But CJ ended the night with a 121 passer rating. Overall, nice game. Nick Mullins came in for one drive in the second half, which was really strange. Uh, They kind of went, you know, it was a quick drive. He goes one for three for 13 yards, nothing special, and he was done. Um, Don't want to spend any more time talking about Spate. I'll save your time. Probably one of the best offensive takeaways that I have, Jeff Wilson Jr. is making this roster. I'm telling you that right now. Jeff Wilson Jr., they had him out there, and I guarantee you they said, go prove you belong. He's making that we're keeping him. Um, whether or not he's active every game, that's a whole other story. He goes 20 rushes for 100 yards, a very easy five yards uh, per rush attempt for a touchdown. Had that 41-yard touchdown that was awesome but here's the deal and this is a little chapman insider action we're watching the game my oldest son not on the 41 yard touchdown i was very proud here it was on one of his four yard runs where he fought through two tackles and just kept churning his knees jeff wilson jr and my oldest son goes that guy's playing like he wants to be on the team we need to keep him and i like i I got i got a little emotional i'm not gonna lie my son's like praising effort on a fourth (laughs) string running back on the fourth preseason game i'm like oh he's a chapman this is great um but anyway, Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to make this roster. I really do believe that. It's seeming like, you know, with Jarek McKinnon's knee not doing well, the two options are, one, putting on season-ending IR so he doesn't count against your roster. Um, so that means you could keep another high-quality player. And people are saying, cut him, cut him, cut him. No, it's fully guaranteed money. If you cut him, you don't make a penny. If you put him on season-ending IR, you at least have the rights to that player for the following year. The other option is don't put them on season NDR, have them count against your 53-man roster, which means you would waive somebody like a Jeff Wilson Jr., then put them on IR to return, meaning after week eight, if all goes well, you could bring Jarek McKinnon back. But again, you're missing out on this player, somebody like a Jeff Wilson Jr., that could actually be a guy. Um, He's he's a quality runner. Um, Austin Walter... Not bad. 12 rushes, 46 yards, 3.8 per carry. No big deal. He got the one-yard rushing uh, touchdown after the pass late in the game. We'll talk about that in a second. But on the passing, you know, receiving, not a lot to see there. Kendrick Bourne, more the same. Um, gosh, he's he's such a roller coaster player. He has the drop and kind of helps end the drive. Then the next drive, he comes out and makes an amazing touchdown grab, diving um, on an extended rollout play by CJ, gets his elbow down somehow. Absolutely great, twenty-one yard touchdown. But you know, only one catch on three targets. Again, 
I only want Kendrick Bourne in the game when we're in the red zone. Uh, that's John Chapman, offensive coordinator for whatever you want to take that for. Now, Debo Samuel did catch both of his targets for 16, and he just looks special out there. Really, really like that guy. Excited to see what he's going to do. Richie James, one for seven on his one target. Um, that's about it. And Levine Toilolo, this is kind of a smaller thing. He is in a direct fight with Caden Smith for that third tight end spot. He's going several games with uh, <laughs> messing up in the passing game. He's a great blocker, but and I think they kind of want him to win it, but he hasn't done any favors on the field. So, you know, it's just one of those things that we're going to kind of have to see what happens because you got to keep one of those guys. You can't go into the season with just two tight ends. We use three. It's just who is that th uh, third tight end going to be? Okay, just a couple of more offensive just kind of notes before I jump over to the defensive side. You know, first off, the very first drive started off by DJ Reed with a gigant, awesome 56-yard kickoff return. That dude is just so fast. I feel like he has continued to show, one, versatility is huge, and with this front office, you say the word versatility, they get excited sexually. That's just the way that it is. And so the fact that this guy can kick off return, punt return, play nickel, play outside, play safety, play free, play strong, maybe even linebacker in certain nickel situations, he can do it all. I do think that his roster spot is safe, which means one of the other nickel corners that might be a better nickel corner than DJ Reed, um, they might get let go. So he is, he continues to just show he is indispensable to this team because he does it all. Um, and so a, a lot to be said there. Pretty excited for what he offers. And again, on my drive notes, I did want to come back and give CJ some praise here because on the 41-yard touchdown run by Jeff Wilson, if you go watch that video, it's absolutely awesome. Um, Jeff Wilson goes to the offensive left and cuts back and, you know, kind of breaks contain. And you see C.J. Beathard running 35 yards downfield with a lead block. Like, absolutely love that. Like, C.J., his mentality is great. Perhaps his execution isn't, but his mentality and the way that he plays the game, you have to respect. Um, Justin School, another holding call. Uh, He's got to get better at this. He's just not a guy that I would keep on my roster, perhaps a practice squad, but I think that's going to be it. I, j I just can't see it too much. Now, Spate was bad. That was obvious. Um, but whenever we got later on into the game, Sam Young had a huge holding call, and there's just not an offensive tackle that we have on this roster outside of our top two that I have any faith in whatsoever. Um, really, really worried about our backup offensive tackle uh, position. This is huge. Now, we'll say this. Uh, talk a little bit special teams while we were here. Um, absolutely amazing kick <laughs> by Mitch Wisnowski. He had two of them. One of them was downed at the negative three-yard line, which was just awesome. Another one was kicked to the negative three-yard line but caught with a decent return. So he continues just to show out. Uh, really excited. Like I, I wrote in my notes, like we've got to get a sane because here's the deal. The way that you punt changes what happens to the defense now. So uh, offensively, you, have, you don't get to capitalize. You get no points, but – 
you know, at, there's a lot in hidden yardage here because whenever that punt was downed on the negative three yard line, guess what? They went three and out, almost got a safety. They punted, then we scored on the following drive. And so I want, I'm going to start using a term here. You guys can tell me I'm insane. The wish effect. Because even though those points don't show up on the for the punter, those aren't stats that will ever show up, that following drive after the punter pins them deep and we score after that, that's the wish effect. So, uh, again, you guys heard me or saw the video of me live at the draft where I said lots of cuss words after we drafted a punter in the fourth round. Hey, man, uh, criticism's fine, but here we are. I'm a fan. We're doing this. Wish effect, that's going to happen from now on, so get used to that. Now let's jump over to the defensive side. Um, you got to start with two players on the defensive line. Number one, Demontre Moore continues to just show out. This guy better get a roster spot. He has played better than anybody. Um, the talent is there. The ceiling is there. The consistency is there. Four tackles. One tackle for loss on the goal line, by the way. Like, single-handedly had a tackle for loss on the two. Absolutely awesome. One quarterback hit. Looks great. Dre Greenlaw, goodness. Three tackles. He got a sack out there, which was awesome. Uh, nice quarterback hit. Uh, Jeremiah Valoga, two sacks again. Six total tackles. This guy, I don't think that he will make the roster. You know, he's one of the late additions that we brought over, him and Jay Broomley. But again, these guys that came in kind of fresh, they have just done absolutely wonderful. Um, really, really excited just to see what's going to happen with those guys. I hope they land somewhere, but unfortunately, they were brought on by a team with the most defensive line depth maybe in the NFL, so that's huge. Two interceptions, Mark Nizocha, got to love that. I mean, that's almost as many, as many interceptions as we had all of last year. We had <laughs> one preseason game. Well, maybe we just need to play against Easton Stick more often. That guy looked really, really bad. But anyway, Mark Nizocha had an interception. And also Demetrius Flanagan-Foles. And this is kind of interesting because he has played linebacker for us. What happens? Guess what? Adrian Colbert gets injured again with his hamstring. So our safety goes out, and I feel bad for the guy. You saw him go to the, he the sidelines and just put his head in his hands, and you could tell it's over for him. Like, I think this has been a nagging soft tissue injury. I don't think that he is going to make this roster. He went from starter in training camp um, to now he's probably going to be cut. Um, so you feel for him. So we move a linebacker who has not played safety for us at all during the preseason to safety on a whim because we don't want to put somebody back else out there, and he gets a freaking high-point interception and a single high coverage on a deep ball to the sideline. Where the hell has this been? And our linebacker, which I looked up, he played linebacker in high school, or played safety in high school. So, you know, he's done this before. Shout-out to Matt Barrows for that uh, little nugget there. So, respect there. But defensively, uh, David Mayo had his best game by far. And, again, that linebacker core, there's five guys there fighting for two to three spots, and I don't know who it's going to go to. We know Greenlaw's in. He's going to be in. I think it's going to be Elijah Lee. And, man, part of me says Aziz, man. I want Aziz. That dude plays with so much energy. Um, really excited to see what he can bring to the table. But, man, we're going didn't, to – I didn't know we had this much depth at linebacker. It's really exciting. I knew the D-line. I knew we had a lot of wide receivers. I knew those two were stacked in a lot of running backs. But this linebacker core, 
I'm telling you right now, there is some insane depth there. Um, really, really curious to see what's going to happen there. And another interesting note to me was this. You know, a lot of people are on the Sheldon Day. He's absolute luck. I don't think he is. He got a lot of snaps tonight when a lot of defenders didn't. Him and Julian Taylor, I don't think there's any way we keep both. Personally, I'm in the huge Julian Taylor camp. I love Sheldon Day. I like the way he plays. But I just don't think that you would keep both of those guys. Um, I really want to keep (laughs) – I'm a Julian Taylor guy. So I'm just going to kind of stay with that. But – Anyway, all that being said, I wanted to make sure that I got on here tonight and just gave you a little bit of a breakdown, but tomorrow is the big episode, okay? So wherever you are, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure that you subscribe. Okay, so before I let you go, I want to give a shout out to my bookie. These guys are awesome, and here's the deal. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up? Of course you would. You'd take the money. So... Here's what I do. You head over there to my bookie, and it's so easy. It, it, <laughs> you pick winners, you win money. It's fast, it's easy, they pay you when you win, and let's face it, your betting is just as important to us as who you're betting on. So what I here's what I'm saying. I believe in this company. I bet on my, bur- my bookie personally. A lot of you guys reach out to me for betting advice. Whether that's a good idea or not, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. You win, they pay you. Head over to mybookie.com, enter in the promo code 49ers, 49ERS, and here's what they're going to do. They will double your first deposit. You put in money, they're going to match it for you. All you have to do is use the promo code 49ers. Again, visit um, mybookie.ag today, mybookie.ag today, use the promo code 49ers, make some money. Super, super easy. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, couple things before I go, and here's what's important to pay attention to. One, we're all going to watch the 49ers cut and all those things. You know the beat writers, who to follow, and all that stuff. And if you want to be hitting me up throughout this weekend, that's fine as well. But pay attention to offensive tackles, okay? The 49ers are going to be making a trade, I guarantee you, Friday or early Saturday. We have so much depth. This is the same time period last year where we shipped off a Dakota Watson and a sixth to get a fifth in return. Look for small minor trades like that. That trade netted us Dre Greenlaw, who's probably going to be our starting linebacker. So just little bitty creative ways. Our front office is very, very good at that. So pay attention to other teams as well. Uh, there's This is a fun weekend. It's a sad weekend. Remember, these people are <laughs> humans with families, whatever else. But again, go ahead and hit subscribe, and I will talk to you guys soon. Stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.